0: for the very first time then, welcome to you. I'd like us to uh, begin by uh, reading a psalm to you this morning before we sing the splendour of the King. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. We come together to sing praises to God this morning. We come together to learn from his word, but above all to praise him and to thank him for the week that's gone. And as we do in uh, Milford Baptist Church, we have some tins dotted around. Some of you may see them on the seats. Um, This is uh, for a collection not for ourselves, but to MFA and to other charities for during the year. Uh, Our collection for us as a church um, is at the back where it says fire extinguisher. There's a, there's a brown box at the back and that's where we place uh, money for the work of the church. But for the work of MFA, um, I understand that Richard uh, had a really great time uh, yesterday at the graduation and he'll be reporting back in the service next Sunday. Um, it is correct. I did actually put my uh, watch uh, forward uh, but uh, with regret I probably didn't actually... Uh, put it at the exact time. So we have started, at, according to Ian, at 10.38. <laughs> so I apologise for that. He's nodding in agreement there. And by the way, just give a round of applause if we could to uh, uh, Papa uh, Lucy. Go on there. So, come on then. So, Grandad, okay. So could you just uh, announce for us, please, the news? Uh, yes,
1: sir.
0: Now, Ian, I don't get this, but apparently a lot of people would really like to know the weight. Oh, uh, seven pounds of daddy. Woo. There you go. Lovely. OK, let's stand to sing The Splendour of the King. Let's stand to sing and take up the collection as well, please. Thank you.
2: The Splendour of
0: God, we just thank you for moments like these where we can say, how great is our God. Lord, you are worthy of all majesty, glory and honour throughout this service and throughout our lives. And we give you thanks. Amen. 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 Please be seated. Uh, we have the notices, so seamlessly we will go through these. There are some opportunities uh, for us to serve. Uh, if you would like to... Um, help us out in the short term, it'll be lovely. Uh, Friendship Club, we're in in need of some drivers uh, to help get some of our guests to uh, Friendship Club. So if you're able to drive uh, in in the short term, uh, coming up particularly uh, just after um, Easter, uh, Easter Tuesday, if that makes sense, that'll be fantastic. Um, Also uh, some help uh, putting up some of the heavy equipment. Uh, If you could see uh, Tina for toddlers, that would be brilliant. Also, um, I've uh, made some links with the uh, the Godalming Food Bank at St Mark's, and you'll see on the uh, news sheet there um, that there is some some need for uh, squashes, some tinned carrots, jams, uh, not homemade, they say. So those of you who like making homemade jam, if you go to a shop and buy them for the food bank, that would be brilliant. Uh, Some UHT milk, and from time to time we'll be putting a list together um, as we go through the year about things that we can provide for the food bank at St Mark's so um, I'll be putting a basket or a receptacle or a bin or a basket or a tin or something outside and it will be labelled food bank, it'll be quite clear right? so if you'd like to uh, bring some things for that, that'll be absolutely lovely um, I'd like to ask uh, John if he could just come up and mention please about the MFA students and then um, Jackie's going to be the next part of the service thank you
1: john thanks ian yes uh, as ian was saying that the uh, tins that have just gone round for the collection are shared between um, the the work done by compassion and also by uh, mechanics for africa and the student that we sponsored as a church last two years, has just graduated on Saturday. So that's great news for Lufoma Chikwekwi, if I got his name right. And uh, he's he's just graduated. And now, of course, we have this new student, Thomas Kanyanta. And uh, he's a cheerful-looking chap, isn't he? And uh, he's written to us, or he's rather written a personal profile. and this, this is what he says. He's just describing his own situation. My names are Thomas Kanyanta. Living with both parents in Twapia, I think that's right, Ndola, I am the first born in the family of five, which comprises of three males and two females. I started my primary education at Mabungo Basic School from the same school I passed to grade eight and after two years I had to write my junior leaving exams, of which I passed to go to grade 10 at George Secondary School, where I did my senior secondary education. Something interesting about me is I'm more focused in everything I do, like in singing in the praise team at church, in learning just to mention a few. I enjoy singing and playing volleyball So when I'm outside college, I always go to play volleyball, studying, if not, then to the praise to sing. Well, that's the praise group. And in the praise team, I'm the praise team leader, or praise director, and the youth disciplinary at Christ Victory Church. When I complete the course at Mechanics for Africa and get employed, I want to start supporting my family, meaning parents, relative, and my siblings, for me being the firstborn and start my own workshop. Let me take this opportunity to appreciate the sponsors who have made it possible and gave an opportunity for me to be at this college. For this, I'm really saying thank you for your support. And I pray that the Lord God Almighty will reward you for that. May he grant you all your desires and your families.
3: Good morning. Are you all grimacing? Because I'm up here going to be asking for something, aren't I? (laughs) So next week after Easter, our Easter club opens on the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And as you know, the success of this club relies totally on the willingness of our volunteers. And I think this is one of our seminal events, bringing as it does parents and children who probably don't ever go to church to come here and have fun and learn about Jesus. So guess where I am in the kitchen this year with lovely Linda and Joe. And we'd like to just put a plea out for some help. Um, we need two people on the Wednesday and Thursday and perhaps three or four on the Friday just to help practice with washing up um, and putting lunch out. So you don't need to come until about 11, 11.30 on the first two days. Um, on the Friday, perhaps a little bit earlier. But if you have any time or any interest in coming to help, just let me know after church. If you can't come and help, perhaps you're really good at tray bakes or Rice Krispie Squares or chocolate fudge or anything that we can put out on all three days to serve as dessert. The fruit bowl does go out as well, but for some reason the cakes um, seem to have top trumped the fruit. So... Just putting a plea out, please, to come and help. And, you know, I'm not even worried about it because every year for the past four or five years we've done, I've been involved. It's always been, it's a bit like the fish in the loaves. <laughs> There's always plenty. So just let me know, have a prayer about it, and see if you can come and help. Thank you. So I'm going to carry on now with the uh, Bible reading. And Ian has asked me to read um, Psalm 23 from the message. So, for those of you who are a bit traditional, this might slightly rock you because it's completely different wording. I'm so annoyed I left my glasses behind. Can I put your glasses for a sec? <laughs> I did put it in 14 font, but I still can't read it. Thank you. God, my Shepherd. I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies, You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. We're going to move on and sing our next song, but before we do, just a couple of thoughts life is not all plain sailing and you will face many challenges whatever you are facing today god is able to rescue you and the words of billy graham god proved his love on the cross when christ hung and bled and died it was god saying to the world i love you let's stand and sing our next song thank you for the cross lord We're to spend some time in prayer, but let's just all bow our heads together first. Dear Lord, on this holy day of Palm Sunday and Passion, we remember your son's triumphant entrance into Jerusalem, with the people shouting praises and waving palm branches. And we join them with their own praises, and yet... We remember, too, that this wonderful parade for your son becomes another kind of parade before officials and the booing crowns. And instead of the crowd singing his praises, they are shouting to crucify him. And our hearts are broken by those very shouts and the pain and the suffering he bore that day. And yet, we know that it is because of his choosing to enter Jerusalem and taking the path he knew he was taking, there is hope grace, love, and salvation for all. There are still many in need of hope in our world. There are still many in need of grace in our world. There are still many in need of your love in our world. And there are still many in need of salvation in our world. Lord, enter our lives, our churches, our cities, our countries once again. Heal us, Lord, transform us, us. renew us. Draw us closer to you in this journey of holy week. Empower us with strength and courage and with the assurance that you are with us. We're without end. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a short period of intercession now, which I'm going to facilitate. When we have times of silence, they don't have to be silent. If something's put on your heart, or you want to mention a word, or something to pray about, please feel free. Our minds are so often full of words, and what is worse, our hearts are often clogged up with thoughts and ideas as well. Which leaves little room for meeting God in simplicity and stillness. So, this morning we are going to have space to pray ourselves, guided with leads and prompts. First, let's think about, let's take a little time to notice how many good things surround us and what we have to be grateful for and have appreciated this week. There is much that we take for granted and how much our lives have been blessed this week with good people and enjoyable experiences. So just for a moment, Lord, we're gonna have a moment of silence and we're going to thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we have to thank you for all those students who graduated yesterday at Mechanics for Africa and for the blessings you have bestowed upon us, upon them. And Lord, we thank you that I know that that ceremony would have lifted your name up in praise and joy. Lord, we thank you for all the work that MFA has done and will comp- continue to do in your name. So, Lord, we thank you. Let's turn our attention a moment and pray, for, pray now for some of those people and places in the news in things we have read in the Sunday papers, we will read in the Sunday papers when we get home or maybe have seen on TV this week. We hold them now within God's love And Lord, we pray. Lord, we pray for those in power, we pray that you will give them wisdom, and that you will bless them to make decisions that are in your shadow, that something that you will inspire them to make the right decisions. Let's turn now for a moment to pray for the church and our church here in Milford, for any of the big issues facing it and facing us. We particularly pray for our church in this Holy Week and ask for guidance and grace. And, Lord, let us spend a moment now lifting up some of these issues. And let us also ask the Lord now for his blessing upon our Easter club. And let's ask for his blessing and for his guidance that all the helpers and all the volunteers keep fit and well and energize as they lead the children from the neighborhood during these three days. So let's just pray for the church and for our church, either in silence or if you feel moved to speak out, please do speak out. So Lord, we lift up your church. Between us all, we know many people who are struggling today with illness, crises in their lives, big, big decisions and major changes. God's care for them is even greater than ours, but let us show our own love and concern for them as we pray, perhaps naming people we know, people from our congregation, either in our, we can pray this quietly in our hearts or out loud as before. But Lord, we pray for... Each of us has things on our mind, perhaps things we hesitate to mention to anyone else, but our Heavenly Father is a great listener and understands us totally, and wants only the very, very, very best outcome for us. In these last few minutes, let's pray. let us pray to him in the honesty of our own hearts. Confess anything we know needs confessing, So in silence, please, Lord, forgive us. These, Lord, are the prayers of your people this morning, and we ask you to take each one of these prayers and answer them in your own time and in your own way. In the meantime, Lord, give us expectant and trustful hearts and great faith. For Jesus' sake, amen. Amen. We are now going to sing um, I See the King of Glory, and then I'm going to hand over to Ian, who's going to give us... Address us this morning.
2: I see the King of Glory.
3: Ian comes to speak to us. Living for God's glory is the greatest achievement we can accomplish with our lives. Lord, may you still our hearts and quieten our inner chatter, and may you bless Ian as he comes to speak to us this morning. Thank you for the time he's taken this week to prepare and maybe be receptive to your word through him.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. What I'd like you to do, please. Could you just turn to the person next to you and, and just say, "Good to see you." <laughs> Excellent. Well done, everybody. Um, I'd just like to read this out to you. Um, it's slightly humorous, uh, but I think it gets the point over. Um, it's actually, uh, you could say it is an irreverent look at uh, Psalm 23. But just uh, listen to, for, for, for a moment. It's called Channel 23. The TV is my shepherd. My spiritual growth shall want. It makes me sit down and do nothing for his name's sake because it requires my attention. It keeps me from doing my duty as a Christian because it presents to me so many things that I must see. It restores my knowledge of all things of the world and easily keeps me away from the study of God's word. It leads me from the path of attending my church and doing anything for the kingdom of God. Its sounds and pictures comfort me and it offers me no time to do the work of God. TV violence and commercials shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll live a second-hand life from the goggle box in my home forever. Channel 23. There you go. So, that gives us some food for thought. Are we right for the tech, Ian? Are we ready to go? Do I just go, Ooh. Okay, should have done that. So, this morning, I'm going to be... Uh, Looking at perspective. And when I looked up that word right at the end, after all of my studying this week, as um, Jackie said, um, all it means is coming to a point of view, having a perspective on something. But I want to say to you this morning, I want you to make a decision. I want you to formulate your idea of what Palm Sunday is all about. We've arrived at Palm Sunday, and as Jackie has said, it is, if you like, the Holy Week. And uh, I spoke to a pilot a good number of years ago now, and he said to me, and maybe if some of you have got pilot relations, I don't know, you can maybe confirm this is still correct or not. But apparently, when an aircraft comes into land, it almost sort of like rises up, and actually it sees, if you like, the runway ahead. The pilots can see where it's landing. And obviously with all the technology that there is today, I'm sure that the uh, pilot is reassured not only to trust in uh, the electronics in the aircraft, but also to see the destination as to where he's landing. And that's always a good thing. But today I'm thinking about Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is here. Palm Sunday is here, and if you think about this sort of idea, Palm Sunday is here, and we know that Easter is somewhere over here. So we know that we're going to be celebrating okay, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and there's going to be some celebration, starting at 10.30. Those of you who would like to come earlier, and I think just go straight to Heaven's Gate um, at 8 o'clock. I'm looking at John now, because he and I are going to be walking up to Heaven's Gate this week, aren't we, John? Please say yes. 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 Good <laughs> right. That's your cue, by the way. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, if we both get lost, we'll, we'll find it together. Okay. But we're looking forward to that. But eight o'clock at Heaven's Gate for a sunrise service with Dave and the band. Is that right? i Oh, you'll be with your guitar. All right. And the guitar, then. And we'll, we'll be the band, then. We'll be the band. It'll be good. But it is the greatest story ever. When I was in Chanda School on Monday in the snow... I was talking to the children I was saying, are you looking forward to Easter? Yeah! Are you looking forward to Easter and the great Story? There was very little reaction. I said, I can't believe it. I said, I'm so looking forward to Easter because it's the good news. It's the big gig. It's when we actually celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. It's something that he has done. And as we think about Easter, what's your perspective of Easter this year? Is it the Easter egg hunt? Is it spending more time with a family? Is it looking forward to that Easter roast? Whatever that might be. Uh, or is it hot cross buns? I love hot cross buns. Oh, I worked in a bakery. One of my first jobs, I worked in a bakery. And as a real treat, um, the bakers asked me, it was called Boyce's Baker in, uh, in Guildford hundreds of years ago. It used to be called Boyce's the Bakers and in Tonsgate, another place there. Oh, and the smell, and they wrote, what is that glaze they put on, uh, what is it? Sugar. Sugar, syrup. sugar, syrup, they put something on it, there's something in, oh, it, just, it, was just, it was lovely, it was the best job ever. They only paid me 25p an hour, who would believe that? Ha 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 Back in the day, who would have thought it? So, our perspective though, of Easter and of Palm Sunday might be very different. So our perspective what 's it going to be well i 've got four perspectives i 've got our perspective, yours and my perspective of what it might be we 've got jesus 's perspective we 've got the shepherd 's perspective because we have been looking at psalm twenty three during Lent and then we 're going to have a look at my personal perspective uh, to close with. but what about jesus 's perspective um, of Palm Sunday? If those of you who have got a Bible with you want to um, look it up, you can actually read in Luke chapter 19 where it talks about this triumphal entry which um, Jackie mentioned about this idea that Jesus would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. All these things that were foretold in the ancient uh, prophets. But we read, and I just want to mention just two things about Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. And it says in verse 29, As he approached Bethphage and Bethany, which is called the Mount of Olives, he sent to his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And so the disciples do that. And then we read on in verse 37, and it says, When he came near the place... Where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices. And so we've got this idea of Jesus journeying. He can actually see Jerusalem ahead of him. But when we hear Jesus on the Mount of Olives, he has to go down into the city. But just before he actually comes to that point where he sees the city of Jerusalem. There is something which is happening. His disciples are praising God and thanking God for the miracles that Jesus has actually done. So there's like a sense of worship going on. And if you read on in verse 41, it says, As he was going down in through the valley, And as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. So what's your perspective and my perspective of this Palm Sunday? Jesus took with him the knowledge and knowing the things that he had done, the miracles that he had done in his father's name. But also he had that sense of grief, that sense of, coming to that place in and through the Kidron Valley, which in actual fact was actually passed through by a king earlier on called King David. And those of you who want to say, is that really right, Ian? Well, you can read up in 2 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 23, where it talks there about the king coming down in through the Kidron Valley into Jerusalem. And Jesus the king of kings. And now today, our Lord of lords travelled that very same journey, the author of Psalm 23, King David, the shepherd boy. But Jesus comes into Jerusalem. He comes in on that donkey where people are praising God. But he comes in with a sense of praise, but also a sense of grief. And realizing the things that were going to happen and it goes on to say in verse 42 because he says if you even knew if even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace but now it is hidden from your eyes today it isn't hidden from our eyes this story what Jesus came to do to seek and to save the lost he offers us peace. What's your perspective of Palm Sunday? Jesus' perspective is one of journeying through the Kidron Valley up into Jerusalem. And I just a moment want to pause, if I can. And I want to make reference to uh, Jesus' quote where he says, I am the resurrection. Because a little while ago, um, I made reference in a previous sermon to Mary and to Martha. And it caused a bit of a stir. And uh, I I said some things, and I hope I I got it right. you will have to go back and listen online again to what I said. But we've got Mary and Martha who are in Bethany. And if you have a Bible with you, you can turn to John chapter 11 and verse 21 and 26... And we know the story of Mary and Martha where Jesus beforehand had visited um, their house and Martha was in the kitchen. And then you have Mary at the feet of Jesus. And here we have a reversal possibly where Martha is the one who is asking the eternal question. Backing up, some of you may be very familiar with the story, but those of you who are not, we've got Lazarus, who wasn't very well. And news had gone through to Jesus. But there was a delay. He didn't get back in time. And unfortunately, Lazarus died. And he was in the tomb for three days. Now, this is where we pick it up in John chapter 11, verses 21 to 26... Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise again when everyone else rises at the last day. And Jesus told Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone, anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? I will not going to give you a reply at the moment, but here's a question for you and I. One day, I will die. My sincere hope is that I will be with the Father in heaven that day when I die, when I pass from this earth, I will be with my Father in heaven. I've sometimes heard people say, within a second, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm no mathematician, but these days when you talk to mathematicians and time, it's a millionth of a second, so I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to say, when I die, I'll be with my Father in heaven. It's a simple faith that I have, and that's it. But Martha said, yes. And my question for you is, what's your perspective... On Palm Sunday here we've got Jesus on his way he's in if you like a sense of praise sense of grief here we are today we're in Palm Sunday just one day looking forward to Easter and now I want us just to if we can look at the shepherd's perspective because over these last few weeks we have been looking at Psalm 23 where David actually writes the Lord is my shepherd in verse 1 But now we come to verse 4, and there's a change, if you like, in direction. And I've heard many people say that this is the one part of the psalm that has carried people through a situation that they're not in control of. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David sees, the shepherd sees the way ahead. Now, I could not have actually worked this one out this morning even if I had tried, Dave. Even if i tried to do this, I couldn't have done this. But apparently the Bible commentators, don't mind looking at you, Dave, but you're just Mm like You're someone who's prepared to listen to me just, like, waffling on here. But the commentators are all saying about this passage in verse 4 that this is the time where the shepherds actually... At the, at the start of summertime, would actually take their flocks further up into the green pasture land. And I couldn't have worked that one out, David, could you? I mean, being today's the start of British summertime, so we're expecting some people in any money now, are we? <laughs> right, who knows? But listen, the good shepherd, even though I walk through the valley, David knows he's going to walk through that valley. Well, let's put it another way. He's going to walk through that valley. And as we go down through any valley, through any trough, or throughout the other side, God is with us. He is a God who is with us through grief and through praise. Just like Jesus. In Matthew 20 and verse, uh, verse 20, sorry, 28, verse 20, Jesus says right at the end of Matthew's gospel, and surely I will be with you always. ...till the very end of the age, and for those of you who like, um, you know, like sort of like trying to work out sermons, you know, regarding you know P's and Q's and that sort of thing. Okay, um, I've just changed a little bit for a bit of humour for myself. I had the shepherd cares for us, he provides for us, and he protects for us. He, he gives us protection, and then I thought, oh come on, and there'll be someone in the church who'll say, look. Those three P's or that C doesn't go together. So I'll put pastoral care. All right. So a shepherd is someone who does pastoral care. But he, he actually cares for us a whole lot. He cares for us so much that he went to the cross for us. He, the shepherd, we know, will help the sheep through sudden storms, through uh, the flash flooding and mudslides and all sorts of different things. But it's important that we understand that in those times where we think God is not working, in those times of waiting, when we are not getting answers to prayer, in those times of waiting, we have to trust in God. It's those times where he comes alongside the closest. And sometimes I heard some people say, Oh, Ian, I am just going through this. And you talked to them a while later and they talk about something that they have been through. And I'm going to share something with you in a moment, which I have been through, which Diane and I have been through, where there was a shadow for us, where we didn't have the answers. I wrote this down. I thought it was so brilliant. I, said it, I, I shared it with Diane, and Diane said, I don't understand it. So I'll share it with you anyway. So here it goes. Our valleys of pain can become channels of blessing to others. Quote. That's my quote. Don't anybody ever use that. That's me, all right? Our valleys of pain can become channels of blessing to others. Now, a good few years ago, um, there was a time where uh, we had three children, and it was my youngest. And uh, Matt um, uh, was actually not speaking very well. So we took him to the doctors. We took him to all sorts of uh, different uh, tests that he went through. And I can remember sitting down with a doctor And the doctors uh, saying to us, Mr. and Mrs. Forsyth, your son is not going to be able to speak. And I, I very rarely, very rarely go to Diane on some of these appointments. But on this one occasion, we went. And it was as if, like the whole world, our world had just completely dropped. And... This doctor then said to us, well, you're going to be needing to either get some apparatus that will help from hearing and maybe have to learn Makaton and sign language and things like that. Now, at that moment, it was as if like everything, as parents, we were useless. Does that make sense? We We just couldn't do a thing. We were helpless. And I went home to Diane and I said, we just need to pray and ask God. To give us wisdom. And over the years, um, we worked with uh, Matthew through Makaton. He had some things done to his ears, I'm not going to go into the whole big long story because it would take up another sermon. But it, it, just to share with you that um, he is now able to speak. He probably speaks better than me in actual fact. Um, <laughs> so um, But he, he is an absolute star for me. But I'm not going to stand up here. And actually say that God performed a miracle instantly. Does that make sense? I want to honour God by saying that through all life circumstances, the different things that we've been through with Matthew, the Lord has helped us and helped Matthew recover that speech. Does that make sense? So I'm just saying to you, sometimes we do pray, Lord, we want an answer now. We want an answer now but sometimes like Jesus in delaying and going to Lazarus I had to learn trust in God because he is the Almighty and I just want to refer if I can back to uh, there there's a psalm and I came across it and was reminded again uh, it doesn't actually say who the author actually is so it might not be David but it is a psalm for anybody who is in danger and it's very important to understand this, I think. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge, he is my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So he is the sh- we are in the shadow of the Almighty God. We are not in the shadow of the devil. Almighty God He is with us. And there's some beautiful words ascribed to God in that verse, uh, 91 and verse 1. He's the Most High. He's the Almighty. He's the Lord. He's the Yahweh. And he's also the Shaddai. But he's also my God. There's a sense of intimacy. So as we think about perspective and we think of the journey that we're on between here and Easter... What about my personal perspective? Well, I believe that we need to think about Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 12, where it says, So Jesus suffered outside of the city gate to make the people holy through his blood. I said to the uh, girls and boys that Jesus was my Lord at the Chandler School. And I want to share with you this morning that Jesus is my Lord. As we are here today in Palm Sunday looking towards that Easter celebration. Today is the day for salvation. It's for all of us who believe so that we can come to Jesus Christ, our Lord. I want to close uh, this part of the service by reading to you so we can say with confidence that the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? As I was thinking of how to close today, I'm going to be coming forward to stand here, not in front of you as your minister, because I want to lead you, but in the singing of the next hymn, before we come to uh, the communion table, I just want to stand quietly before the Lord in prayer. I've got something that I want to bring to the Lord in prayer. And as I'm the minister, when I've heard ministers say this before in churches, I've sat where you are and I have just said to myself, well, I'm going to sit here. I don't want to go up and make a fool of myself. But I'm not asking you to make a fool of yourself. I'm just inviting you in this safe place. If you feel that you would like to come forward to the front, no one will pray for you. I will just pray at the end of the singing of the song. And I just would invite you to, if you feel able to, to just mark today, Palm Sunday, whatever we are facing as we uh, sit to sing this next song, if you don't feel able to come to the front, And you uh, just want to stand and sing this song and marking it today. We're having a short moment of quiet before we come to uh, the communion table. During the singing of this song, we're just going to come to the front and quietly say, Lord, will you be my helper? Because I believe that we need to know God's presence. Someone here maybe needs to know that they are loved by God. We need to know that we are provided for by God. God is the God who's with us. You need to know that God has a promise for you. He is going to be steadfast and strong. God has a plan for you. He has a plan better than I can ever work out for myself. And he has a power to give to you. Maybe some of you are just feeling, do you know what, Lord, I just want another touch of your Holy Spirit on me today. But Lord, what about my purpose? We can know God's purpose today in our lives. But, Lord, I want to have a perspective of you, the almighty God. No matter what I'm facing, I can trust you today and forever. And some of you have been looking at the uh, picture, I'm sure, of the cross behind me. And I looked at that uh, this week and I thought, (coughs) when we look up to the cross... We see that we are in the shadow of the Almighty. It's Jesus shining the light who goes ahead of us, who we are following. We sometimes say that he is the light of the world. He is that. He will be a light to our path. But wherever we are today, I'm inviting you today, if you feel able either to stand up during the singing of this hymn, to say, Lord, I want to mark this Palm Sunday, I just don't want to have a perspective of Palm Sunday, but I want to know, Lord, you are here with me. And then we'll draw our time together by just singing, by singing this hymn, and then we'll then come through to um, the uh, to the communion. And I'd ask you to go back to your seats. So, uh, Ian, can we maybe have the thing, or do you need the clicker back from me? Okay. From heaven. You you just remain seated to, to start with. If you feel able to come forward to the front, then please do so, uh, because my eyes will be closed, and I'll just want to pray to God. <laughs> who forgives Lord take us today to this communion table where we can rejoice today Lord in the grief and in the praise that Lord in this holy moment that Lord you'll take us and use us individually in some way to reach a lost world Lord take our hurts Lord take our hopes Take our passions for you. Take us and use us, Lord, from this day onward. Lord, we thank you as you look to the cross. Lord, you saw us, living stones being built into a holy temple. Lord God, we just ask you to be that helper to every person standing here today. Lord, we're not on show. We just want you to be a God who is with us. So that we can say, Lord, you are the one who provides all. Because, Lord, we want you to get all the glory and all the honour. Amen. Please be
4: seated. I'd like to share something about Palm Sunday with you. My eldest son is not a Christian uh, but has respect for a Christian faith. He has married a Japanese which, uh, wife, he's got a Japanese wife, that's a different culture which I have found very difficult. They have had enormous marriage difficulties mostly about school because she wanted the children to go to the private school and he wanted them go to the local church school. Uh, I wasn't looking forward to their coming yesterday because I find her very difficult. But I prayed to God and said, Well, try to love her. They came, and my son was transformed. They came with presents for Mother's Day and for my birthday, which is next week. And the little boy of six, he goes to a church school. He had read the text for Palm Sunday together with another boy and my son was very interested in the text. And I think that now he is interested in the Christian faith and of course I pray for my children but I was so moved, he was transformed and also the marriage difficulties are over And I thought, well, this was the reading of this little boy at school, Palm Sunday, which impressed his father and made the transformation. Thank you.
0: lovely Mish. thank you for sharing that now i'd like to read out to you the invitation the table of the lord is spread it is for those who will come and see in broken bread and poured out wine symbols of his life shed for us on the cross and raised again on the third day the risen christ is present among his people and it is here that we meet him it is for those who know him a little and long to know him more We invite all who are seeking him and all who are weary of their sin and doubt to come and share in the feast. If you do not feel able to take part in this part of the service, then I just would invite you to pass the bread and the wine to someone else without fear of any embarrassment. But today we have an open table for all who believe and trust trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Saviour. So Jesus, on the last night, he took bread, he broke it and said, this is the bread broken for you. This is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup, he gave thanks. He said, this is my blood shed for you, the new covenant. You do this until the Lord returns. Can I just ask someone to come up and just help me to help Diane, Jackie? Could you do that for me, please? Thank you. Let us just pray, dear Lord God. We thank you that we can come to you, the Living Word. We thank you, Lord, that you said, "I am the Resurrection and the Life." We thank you, Father, that we can come and remember the sacrifice that you paid for us, that you have taken our sin upon you, and that we are now free. Lord, we just ask, Father God, as we remember through the partaking of the bread and the wine, that we are free indeed. Amen. We have a tradition here at um, NBC. What we will do is when we're giving out the wine, if you could just hold it and we'll uh, drink it together as a sign of our fellowship together. Drink together. Let's do this in honor of Jesus Christ, who came, he lived, he died, and he was resurrected. Amen. Hallelujah! What a Savior! Amen. Sometimes around the communion table, uh, we share news, and uh, we've shared the news already of uh, Ian Virginia's uh, news of uh, Jessica. Was it? Jessica birth Jessica, so that's Fab news. Um, but also just I'd like to, to invite you to continue to, uh, to pray for um, Robin, who currently Robin West, who's currently in Frimley Park Hospital, um, undergoing tests at the moment. Please continue to pray for Judy, who underwent um, a hip operation on Tuesday, and also uh, for Brian Guthrie and for Roz and for the family. Um, I should have asked this before the services, Roz is Brian? At home Good. Okay, that's great. Um, and just to bring you up to date uh, with uh, Christine North. Uh, Christine North uh, isn't at the service today. Uh, she went away on a uh, planned retreat uh, to Burswood um, earlier on in the week. and just to let you know um, that yesterday uh, she had a fall. Um, so um, she's actually fallen on her uh, left wrist. And some of you will know the importance of that, right? But also, uh, she phoned us up last night just uh, for prayer. And uh, just to let you all know that she's coming home today. And I think Anne and John are going away. I think, have they gone already? Yeah, I think they've gone already. So they've uh, gone to go and pick up Christine. But just to pray for, uh, obviously, for Christine, who had the fall yesterday. She's in a bit of a shock but also for uh, one of her ankles that was a little bit swollen last night. So she's coming back today, um, but just please, just to remember her in your prayers. Let's just pray. Dear loving Father, we thank you that this is a, a family meal where we have come together to uh, praise you and thank you. Lord, we thank you for, in uh, Virginia's uh, news of the granddaughter, Jessica, and we just thank you for her, and we thank you for new responsibilities for Ian and Virginia. And we just ask, Lord, for them on their grandpa duties and gran, 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 granny duties that you'll help them. So a new adjustment their new life together. But, Lord, we just pray now for those who are unable to be here for one reason or another. Remember Brian Guthrie. We thank you for him and his loyal and faithful service. And we thank you, Lord, of how much that he does for us so much behind the scenes along with Ros. We ask, Lord, a double portion of your blessing on him today as he rests. And that's so loving and fitting that maybe he's wrestling with the idea of being here with us, Lord. But I ask, Lord, today, you give him a real blessing, Lord, today of rest for Brian Guthrie. We thank you for Judy and for the news that the operation went well on her hip. And we pray, Lord, for a full recovery for her. We pray, Lord, for Christine North, who is feeling a little bit jaded today. We ask, Lord, that you would help her, especially tomorrow as she goes back into hospital for uh, treatment again. Uh, we thank you for her. We thank you for her commitment and her drive. And I ask, Lord, that you will help um, Anne and John uh, deliver us, her safely back to, to uh, Dower House tonight. We ask, Lord, that you continue to watch over us all for those that things that we have shared openly, but for those things that we know that are quietly going on behind the scenes. Amen. Amen. So we're going to stand to sing our last uh, hymn together today. Uh, so if you'd like to stand to sing, "Praise is Rising," and I'll just dismiss you with a reading from a book. Let's go and st- stand to sing His praises today.
2: Praises rising.
0: do something differently. Instead of reading the benediction to you, um, a number of years ago I was given this book. Um, It's uh, called Fear No Evil by David Watson. It's an ancient book uh, but I just want to uh, read this as a benediction and then we'll go out and you'll see the reason why. Um, Here was a man who uh, faced cancer. Here was a man who faced grief and praise at the same time. He's written this account. If you want to borrow it from me, you're more than welcome to. But I want to end the service with these words. When I die, it is my firm conviction that I I shall be more alive than ever, experiencing the full reality of all that God has prepared for us in Christ. Jesus has already been through death, David says, for us, and will be with us when we walk through it ourselves. In those great words of the 23rd Psalm, take with you these words, everybody, today. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Amen.